Fockers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the Fockers? <laughs> That's a tweet. <laughs> What's up with the Fockers? <laughs> what the Fock Buddies? What the Fockineers? This is Millennial Cannon. I'm Kira. This is WT Fokker with uh, your host, Mark Merritt. Mark Fokker. Um, no, okay, This my name's Adam. Uh, Adam Fokker. Uh, Mr. Fokker was my father's <laughs> name. Please call call me Fok. Um, okay, we're done. That's We're not. Uh, my name's Adam. It's Meet the Parents Week, baby. We're yeah. coming in hot. It's uh, This was your pick, right? Yes. I can't even remember. Um, yeah. I picked this because I really like this movie mm-hmm. and it's giving Thanksgiving. I know it's like yeah. more like holidays-ish, but it feels Thanksgiving. I felt that because I it was funny the other day I rewatched uh Silver Linings Playbook and mm-hmm. uh, like while I was working I just like had it on Netflix and Victoria mm-hmm. asked me she like she saw me log it and she's like girl are you okay and i was like yeah just like i'm like it's like i can't really explain it other than like there's a few points in the movie where it takes place during the holidays but it just feels thanksgiving to me uh Mm -hmm. because i just like i that's a cozy little movie um this i see what you mean i've never quite had it in that like um ballpark but i do understand what you're saying there is like a very like cozy vibe to it um to be honest, when you told me that you were picking this one, I didn't know if you had already seen this or if this was like another, I don't want to call it like a Rock of Ages type beat, but I didn't know if you had like had any affinity for it. Yes, I genuinely do really like this movie. Yeah. Did you, was this like a, because um, I mean, we were both like way too young to see this in a the theater um, when it came out. Because what was it, 2000, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it's summer. Yeah, I was three. <laughs> October 2000. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess we definitely didn't see it in a theater. Was this like a, a cable watch? Was this a DVD watch? Yeah, this is definitely a DVD on TV. Um, <laughs> or sometimes ABC Family, maybe. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I remember watching it on cable with commercials. Right. Um. Yeah. I um I have a weird thing with this movie where I didn't fully see this one until I was like 12 I think. Uh, whenever Meet the Fo- or no, Little Fockers, that's the third one. Whenever Little Fockers was coming out cuz I um my family like at the time made plans to go see that like Christmas day. I think it was 2010 when that movie came out. Uh, cuz I yeah, it was because I like remember like, I saw Tron Legacy on Christmas Eve, and then I, like, the next day went to go see Little Fockers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember I watched this the night before, or, like, two nights before. Like, sometime in that Christmas week, I watched this for the first time. Um, I thought it was really funny when I was a kid. Um, That's kind of when I was, like, dipping my toes into, like, you know, suggestive comedies. Like, I was, you know, going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. And, um, but the funny thing is I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw Meet the Fockers before I saw this movie, um, simply because my mom rented it like from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or something back in like 2004. And I was definitely like, in the room for that movie because when I finished watching this movie, I, uh, today, uh, I 
like it suggested on Hulu. Uh, would you like to watch mm-hmm. uh, Meet the Fockers? And I watched like 30 minutes of it because I was curious. I'm like, have I seen that movie? I think I have. Um, no, I think I got more than 30 minutes and I got kind of far into it because I remember like very distinct points of that movie, like the fucking cat getting flushed down the toilet and like, um, like the like RV. It's literally RV for the first 45 minutes in Meet the Fockers. <laughs> like De Niro's like in the Robin Williams role. He's like really like anal about his RV. Um, it's yeah, it's a weird movie. Um, but I do remember watching that when I was a kid. So it's kind of weird. I, I saw. Meet the Fockers, Meet the Parents, and then Little Fockers as a kid. Um, but, yeah, this is one that I've only seen once before, I think. I definitely think I've seen parts of it, though, since then, like on cable or something. Um, and it's a movie that, as I was watching it today, I feel like I said this a lot lately, I remembered a lot of it as it was happening. Like, I knew before going in, I'm like, I remember, like, the pool scene, for example, like, where he, like, fucking spikes the ball at the sister. Because <laughs> I, I remember mm-hmm. thinking that was, like, super fucking funny. Um, I was so scared of that scene as a kid. It's brutal. Because, yeah, that's, like, the scariest thing ever to me mm-hmm. is, like, when you just, like... Because at first I thought it was her nose. Yeah. And I realized it was her eye. And I'm yeah, just, like... Fun. <laughs> it's it's so scary. It's the thing I like about this movie, especially like upon rewatch, it, mm-hmm. it, like hear me out here. It kind of has like almost a Bo's afraid effect, where it's just this guy, and every possible like worst case scenario happens to him. <laughs> and I think that's like a very funny idea because it just kind of takes, you know, there's like an inherent paranoia that I think anyone has when it comes to like their partners and like meeting family members and relatives. Like that's just like a very, um, you know, just from like a filmmaking or storytelling perspective, that's an inherently universal topic to tackle and something that's instantly a write in for the lead character to be relatable to you as an audience member. And I think this movie works not only because of that, you know, universal relatability, but because it just taps into how absurd it is. Uh, these situations that he gets into and it it doesn't feel afraid to kind of go absurdist with it it is kind of a very um because i remember this being like more broadly like studio comedy than it is but it has some kind of like interesting jokes like there's like some like it doesn't take the easy route out like it's never just like an easy laugh or like an easy like little one-liner um like there's like just interesting setups for jokes and like um like the whole like De Niro being part of the army and like that entire section or like the uh the nipples joke like just like really like weird like little niche kind of jokes that I'm kind of surprised that this was as big of a I mean I guess I'm not surprised that it's a big, it was a big hit at the time <clears throat> but I don't know I think this movie has more to offer than this uh, standard studio comedy that you'd find at the time is what I'm trying to say and I appreciate that about it yeah, I think also, like, it's very, like, cozy, too. Like, I think just, like, the color scheme of it is very cozy. Um, I do agree. I mean, I guess, like, not, like, specifically Bo is afraid, but I get, I completely can't hear from, from where it's just, like, 
something happens and it gets worse like it's just like the kind of thing where it's just like such secondhand embarrassment i mean like especially everything that happens like with his luggage and the airport and everything like it's just like yeah worst case scenario worst case scenario and like it's crazy that it like not like starts with but one of like the first things that happens is that he like knocks over the grandmother's urn and the cat (laughs) pees in it like you're really gonna kick it off with that and it keeps getting even worse yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is that like there's never a point in the movie where like even when at the beginning when de niro is like being nice to him there's still like a like level of uneasiness of like it's almost like a courtesy, like a gesture of like goodwill that he's being nice to him. He doesn't genuinely like him or anything. You know, there's mm-hmm. never a moment of like comfort. Like even like the nicer moments are like met with a undertone of like passive aggression or like just like I don't know, just like having to prove himself. And it's just so like I, I like the way this movie gets under your skin, like just as a person. Like you you really feel for the guy. And I think you know, that's something I really like about Ben Stiller as a performer is that he, you know, he obviously plays the everyman in pretty much like every movie he's in. He doesn't have a ton of like, I would say range. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's fine to, you know, mostly play the same role, especially if you're good at it. And I think he's a guy who he excels at these types of performances. I think he um, because he's very like human. He He has a sincerity to him like when he delivers dialogue you believe that he believes what he's saying and like when he's telling the audience that he like loves this girl you know you can bypass the fact that they don't have like you know i would say a ton of chemistry together in every scene they're in they're fine they're serviceable but because like ben stiller is like a good performer you kind of see that how sincere he is and how like he wants to make this work no matter what which I think makes the comedy and the situations and how fucking shitty his life is (laughs) like all the, I mean, it's sad and funny at the same time, which is like a good, like dichotomy of uh, that's what like good comedy is period. It's like, you kind of like cringe and laugh at it in equal measure. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like, you feel bad, but you have to laugh at the same time. And I like that. Yeah. Also, Robert De Niro in comedies is always, like, yeah, literally, like, even if it's, like, a shitty movie, he's always so funny in it. What's that Grandpa movie he like, did? Um, Dirty Grandpa? Yeah, that was, like... That's um, a great movie. Okay, I will stand that movie. I don't <laughs> care. It's so funny. It's literally it, so good. The thing is, that movie was, like, funny to me for, like, five minutes, and then it's the same exact joke. Where he's like, oh my god, Zach, my dick is so hot, I gotta fuck something. And I'm like, okay. Okay, but it's, it's so funny, though. It's, I I saw it, like, I remember I went to, like, a matinee of it. And, like, by, like, the, like, 40-minute mark, I'm like, okay, I, like, I get it. His dick's already, he wants to fuck Aubrey Plaza. I, like, hey, me too. Like, I get it. But, like, it's just, like, I, it was just too much for me. But maybe I should, like, watch it. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, I went to an early screening of it, and they gave out condoms I'm, as like yeah <laughs> part of like the like early screening like thing. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still like rotting in a box in my closet. 
where I kept like all like my ticket subs from like early <laughs> screenings that I went to. <laughs> But, Not the dirty um, grandpa condom. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah he's. he's uh, a, I mean, what else has he been in as, as like comedies go? Like, cause he is funny. I mean, he was in he was in the intern, which is really charming. I like and that funny. Movie. Yeah. Um. He. He was. Yeah. Uh. Looking it up right now, he was. Oh, uh, how could we forget the war on? War and Grandpa, the War, war with, with Grandpa. Grandpa, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never. Oh, I guess he was in that movie this year about my father. I never saw that, obviously. But yeah, uh, and I, I, I think guess... Sean was going to watch that on a plane, and then he just decided not to. He got like five minutes into it. Yeah, I I have no reason to watch that movie other than <laughs> I guess De Niro. I mean, he's he's a, he. The thing about De Niro is that he makes you question whether or not. Like I, I could have no interest in something, but if he's on the poster, I'm like, maybe, you know, yeah. sure. That's a movie star quality. Um, he's fantastic in this movie. He's like really fucking good in this. Like every line delivery, and when I say every line delivery, I mean it. Like every single line that he has in this movie, he delivers like with ten out of ten perfection. Like there's a sternness to it. There is like a like because these lines are already pretty funny but the way he mm-hmm. fucking delivers them is so funny like the i have nipples greg can you milk me it's a funny line classic but his fucking tone his demeanor the way he looks yeah. at Ben straight face and asks that question makes it 10 times funnier and it's also, because he's so dead serious he's delivering yes, these lines it's like he's giving the same performance as he would in like a martin scorsese movie but he's just exactly. reading the funniest lines like no literally it's like it's so funny because he has like such an intensity to him as like a performer and it makes you again like if you're in the like as an audience member, you're kind of in the same shoes as like Ben Stiller and you feel like kind of intimidated and you feel like nervous for this guy. What better person to have in this role than Robert De Niro, who is just a genuinely intimidating, you know, presence, but also like, he's just a good and like kind-hearted performer. So like, there's like that, he, he has the quality of both where he's like, you can, he's definitely intimidating and you feel for Ben Stiller when he's going through the ringer with this guy. But you can also <laughs> see like why, you know, the daughters love him so much and like all these, uh, like, you know, you can see the fatherly qualities in him as well. Like he genuinely gives a great performance in this movie. I can't really speak to the other two movies. I don't know, you know, if he starts to phone it in in the sequels. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, our, would we ever cover those movies? I don't even know, honestly. I haven't seen the sequels, but when I texted you about covering this movie, I was like, do you think we would have to do this with the sequels? <clears throat> I mean, I feel I... like the second one could be Zillennial in that, like, the title of it scared me. Yeah. <laughs> Meet yeah. the Fockers kind of scared me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the third one is also Zillennial. I mean it's 2010. Um, mm-hmm. It's very um, from what I remember about the third one is that it even as a like 13 year old when I saw it, I remember just having the feeling that like oh this is like what a third movie feels like when it a franchise is like is on empty. Like there's like no more jokes. There's there's nothing else to do with these characters. Like let's wrap it up. Like even as a kid, I kind of felt that. I was like oh. Okay, <laughs> like it's this is rough, <laughs> um, but yeah, the second one is just kind of 
interesting from because uh, like I said, I watched like 45 minutes of it today, and it just like has a lot of like weird sex humor and like I don't know like toilet humor, and it's not like entirely unfunny. It's just kind of like I don't know. I feel like this one really works because it's a very situational comedy, and there's like a relatability to it, and it never pushes too far. I mean, it's pretty absurd, but like it's also kind of believable. Like these do feel like to an extent, real people and you can kind of relate to them to an extent, but with like meet the Fockers. Um, Cause like, first of all, in, in the sequel, it's uh, Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand as his parents, mm-hmm. which great. Awesome. Two great performers. Great. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, but the problem is they're like such like eccentric characters that it's entirely a different vibe from like the get it's like it, yeah. the like, subtleness of this movie is gone it's just full like old people have sex too like type beat you know and and like toilet stuff and it's, it's kind of all over the place although like i said i didn't finish it so maybe you know it would get better or something i don't know um, yeah, I feel like the funny thing about this movie is that Ben Stiller is a completely normal guy and they're trying to convince you that he is weird. But it's kind of funny because it's like the I think the funniest example of how they try to like corrupt this like really innocent guy is like when De Niro is going through his like luggage and he finds like the lingerie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Did, he finds like a fucking ball gag or something in there, mm-hmm. whip or something. <laughs> and like, yeah. I think he's he's like, meanwhile he's like on the phone with like the TSA and everything. Um, it's it's a funny moment and like, yeah, I think this. It, but they make it realistic to where. De Niro, a very paranoid guy, would try to find dirt on him and would read these things as, like, a red flag when it's just either, A, not what it seems, or so completely uh, off base. And, yeah, I don't know. I I like that about it. Like, I think it... uh, I don't know. That's how it kind of feels. Like, how if you meet a parent of a significant other, like, it you kind of feel like this sometimes where you're just kind of like under the cooker Um, yeah yeah and it's it's funny too because it's like the whole thing about him like being like a male nurse like i feel like that's like so obviously like outdated but it's just like so funny (laughs) it's i think the movie that they just like fixate on that of all things like yeah and what's so funny because like the movie doesn't even like um it doesn't like. I don't think the movie actually thinks, obviously, that if there's anything wrong with it. Obviously, like, anything it, you know, mm-hmm. shines him in a positive light for doing that. It's just like, it's just like so. It's like just another hang up they have about him. And like also like De Niro, every time he like brings it up, it's so fucking funny. Where he's like, uh, like, because what does he say? He's like, when they're at the dinner table, and he's like, um, oh, I'm in like the healthcare industry. He's like, oh, you're a doctor. He's like, no, I'm a like a nurse and like, his like response to it is like so fucking funny um because it's just like it's so obviously normal and these guys are just like hung up on it and mm-hmm. um yeah it's a, it's a pretty funny reoccurring bit um yeah i and also like another thing about this is that i thought the name um like the fokker bit would be like kind of grating it's it's kind of funny every time they it's do it. It's so funny. 
Um, it was really so funny. The thing that like kills me about it, and like I don't, I'm just immature. I don't know, but like the the choice to make his middle name Gaylord is mm-hmm. like no, that's his real first name. Oh, his right, right, because Gary, <laughs> right, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, Gaylord, right, or yeah. Greg, Greg, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gaylord Fokker. Um, oh my god, the, one of the funniest bits in this movie is when the uh. The one guy is like, I have to name my kid after you. Or is that this movie? I can't remember. Oh, no, that's the second movie. Sorry. The second movie literally begin. I'm spoiling the beginning of the first, the second movie. Uh, that's okay. But he's, like, delivering the bait. He's, like, he, he gets, like, um, a promotion at the hospital. He's, like, the lead registered nurse. And he has mm-hmm. to, like, deliver a baby at the beginning. And he successfully does it. And, like, this guy is, like, oh, my God, like, thank you so much for, you know, giving us, like, a smooth, you know, me and my wife, like, we, we can't thank you enough. We have to name the baby after you. And he's, like, oh, mm-hmm. no, that's fine. He's, like, no, in my, in my culture, it's a tradition. Like, we have to do this. <laughs> and he's, like, what's your name? And he's, like, Gaylord. Gaylord Fokker. <laughs> and, like, it just, like, cuts. Like, because, like, the guy, like, has a facial reaction, and, like, it just, like, cuts away. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I forgot that that's the second one, because I watched them, like, back-to-back, and it kind of blended in. But, um, such a funny bit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, like, such a fucking obvious joke, but, like, that's the thing, is, like, about this kind of humor, like, the mid-2000 comedy humor, it's fucking funny. Even if it's, like, lowbrow, it's, like, just... Like, it's so fucking stupid. That's what's so funny about it. And it also, like, it's not, like, offensive. Like, no, it's not. Like, I, Yeah, like, none of this, like, aged poorly or anything. No. I think, yeah, I wouldn't even say, like, any of it, yeah. None of it aged, like, poorly, I would say. Um, I, you know, other than, like, I, like, the registered nurse stuff is, like, not even offensive or, like, aged poorly. It's just kind of, like... I think it adds to the comedy in this one, even. Because you can, like, look mm-hmm. at it from this perspective of, like, 2023 and just, like, see how fucking stupid it is. But that just, like, makes it funnier. Like, I don't know. Like, um, you know, there's just so many, like, uh, little bits like that that are... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But the, the, I will say, the one thing in this movie that is, like, so out of this world to me of, like the point of, like, no return for this character is the mm-hmm. entire, like, cat situation at the end, where he, like... Because um, I completely forgot about that. So, like, as I was when watching... he spray-paints the cat. Yeah, he fucking spray-paints the cat uh, of his tail, right? To, like, yeah. make it seem like it. And he, like, goes to the uh, the pound or whatever, gets, gets a cat that mm-hmm. looks just like it, spray-paints the tail, tries to uh, pass it off as the same cat, and it's like so fucking funny because like what the fuck is your plan here guy like are you gonna like yeah this cat with him forever or like <laughs> like what's the deal yeah. um and also like well, why- he was just like he like did it so that he could like stall so that he could look for the cat longer but the thing is like after he does that he does not look for the cat ever again like he yeah. it's so well funny. he was on he was like on the phone he, he's like any update no okay <laughs> like it's just so fucking stupid <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's funny so like it doesn't matter but um and my question is like when it comes to like the neighbor who has the cat in the yard why is he waiting so long to call De Niro about it like yeah and i don't know it's just like 
it's so funny. Um, yeah, I really like uh, the cast in this. Um, I will say, I think Owen Wilson, for the little bit of time he's in this movie, he's really funny. Um, because they yeah, set up... I like forgot that he's in it. He's yeah. in it like out of nowhere. I feel like. Yeah, and <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I I like the setup for his character because I for... I also forgot that he was kind of in it. I remember he was in the mm-hmm. sequels, but for some reason I thought he was only in the sequels. I didn't realize he was a character in this one too. Um, but they they really talk about her ex boyfriend a lot before you meet him, and when he pops mm-hmm. up, you're kind of like, oh shit, it's like it's perfect because like everything that they describe about him and like when it's Owen Wilson, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like, and he plays the role perfectly, especially like the idea that, yeah. um, I forgot. I think, I think it's the mom that tells the narrative. He's like, you didn't even start liking him until they broke up. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the fact that they're like besties and yeah, you know, like Greg is just trying to like make any kind of impression on De Niro at all. Uh, while uh, Owen Wilson is just like talking to them about like 401ks and shit, it's like mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. Um, so yeah, like I I like that. Like each like section of the movie just like adds another phase of awkwardness, which I think is just like a good like screenwriting thing. Um, uh, because I do mm-hmm. think like you could actually like maybe teach a class of how to like write a comedy with this movie because like even aside from just like it's funny this movie has like a generally like really easy to follow like three act structure and like you can probably like teach a class on like how to like escalate comedy and have like jokes build upon each other and how to like ravel jokes and characters and have like jokes pay off to actually you know develop characters and like or even vice versa have a you know, a character moment spawn off and be a joke. Um, it's it's honestly like one of the best two thousands comedies, I think. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that about teaching a class about it, um, because we were discussing the Wikipedia page uh, before before we started recording. For some reason, there's like an essay in the themes <laughs> section that is longer than the plot and like yeah. production and everything um that's just about like the themes of like religion and like um like portrayal of like men in nursing and yeah. like apparently this movie has been cited in three different nursing books called Men in Nursing History Challenges and Opportunities, Contemporary Nursing Issues, Trends and Management, and Saving Lives Why the Media's Portrayal of Nurses Puts Us All at Risk. All of them cite this movie in those books. Um Yeah. Yeah, one of them says that it's a negative portrayal, and the rest say it's a positive portrayal. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading that right now. It's kind of um, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, there is like a fucking. This is your right. This is. I mean, this is fully an essay. Like, yeah, you can put this on a thesis or something. A thesis on yeah. the, or meet the parents. Um, I uh, I was also reading above uh, all that. It said that a uh, Jim Carrey was like considered um that sounds like a nightmare like no offense to jim carrey but that sounds like a nightmare i mean if jim carrey like tapped into like his more subtle shit i could see it but 
because uh, I think like 90s or early 2000s Jim Carrey can be like very endearing but knowing him and what sold him at the time I can only imagine they would like completely flip the character into like the opposite of what this is um yeah I think the reason why this works is because um everyone acts normal in this movie <laughs> you see that it's not Steven one Spielberg person is wacky yeah also Spiel- Steven Soderbergh really and doing this yeah yeah Steven Soderbergh crazy why would <laughs> what the fuck is he gonna do with this movie <laughs> it's so I, it's really random um yeah literally this has like the longest like production <laughs> yeah anything. any yeah to anyone listening i fully recommend you to like just don't you don't have to read anything just like go to the wikipedia page so you can scroll and see how just long see it how is long for, it is <laughs> yeah for like no fucking reason um the yeah. kind of crazy thing about this movie it goes you know to earlier what we were talking about like the success of it um is that it had a 55 million dollar budget i can only imagine most of that was uh going to the casts like uh mm-hmm. You know, salaries and stuff because it's not a very expensive movie to you know make it seems um but yeah 55 million dollar budget and it made uh apparently it made that back in less than two weeks and worldwide it made 330 million which that's for a studio comedy that's fucking fantastic and mm-hmm. uh, i was reading uh later that uh, on the home media release that it uh made a loan on uh Let's see. It made over two hundred million dollars on video, uh, video in just two thousand one. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. Like in one year, two hundred million. Like, and I, I mean, I get it. This is a very like DVD movie, so like, mm-hmm. um, I get it. Yeah, as, within think... its first week, it had four point three million in its first week of rentals. That is wild. Um, I mean. I think because, like, I don't know, like, I think, like, the cast and stuff, it's also, like, movies like this don't really, like, exist anymore, and they were, like, huge back then, Yeah. and I feel like, like, this is, like, what people wanted back then, and people crave it now, and we just don't get anything good. I think the issue is that every time... We get something like this nowadays. Mm-hmm. It either bombs or it's just like a kind of a pale imitation to something like this, mm-hmm. um, and it, or it's just a, or see it's like a streaming movie straight up, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't like get any attention. Uh, yeah. I think because I saw that a tweet the other day about like now that like Marvel is dying, what movies do you want to see like? return and my easiest answer is studio comedies just like another influx of those like i would love you, do you remember like when the seth rogan comedies or like the Avatar movies were like open like 50 million dollars at the box office like mm-hmm. what a time to be alive like when um i don't know no like, literally like three hour long john Avatar movies yeah and you would go see it and like there'd be like 200 people in the auditorium like there's no mm-hmm. better feeling than that um yeah. Yeah, no, like, or, like, any Rogan comedy, I think, because, I, I, like, I remember seeing, like, This is the End in theaters, and it was, like, literally sold out when I saw it. You know, take me back to that. Take me back to when I saw 22 Jump Street opening night, and I, like, literally mm-hmm. cried laughing so hard. Like, I had to mm-hmm. be, like, 
pushed you out of the theater like a madman. Um, yeah, I miss I, it. <laughs> yeah. Give, give me 23 Jump Street is what I'm trying to say. Um, Feel like pure shit. Just want her back. 22 Jump Street. No, literally. Like, I don't think I've honestly had a good of a time in the theater since that movie ended. Um, but, no, I mean, like, even just, um, you know, in general, just, like, studio comedies. Like, and, uh, you know, there's been some decent ones. Like, I thought The Lost City was, like, okay. That Channing Tatum mm-hmm. movie. It was, like, fine. Uh, also, like, um... I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time, Barb and Star. Um, good, good movie. Rest yeah. in peace to that be having a theatrical release, unfortunately, um, because of the pandemic. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, even that, like, it's like we don't get them like that anymore. And that was only like what, like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was supposed to come out summer 2020, and I like I remember. Um, when I went to see Rise of Skywalker that December, I they played a trailer mm-hmm. for it, and the mm-hmm. entire audience was like losing their shit over it. I kind of think that movie would have like done decent business if it got released, because uh, it's yeah. so like that movie is really weird, but it, like in a good way. Like I liked it, mm-hmm. um, and I think it would have weirdly caught on, or maybe not, because I, you know, something similar like Pop Star completely bombed at the box office. The, mm-hmm. the truth is, with that movie, they weren't ready for it. They were not ready no. for Popstar. <laughs> Nothing could prepare you for Popstar. Um, no. But And literally, like, I saw that at an early screening. And I don't think I've ever laughed harder at a movie in my whole life. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, this is going to be, like, the biggest movie. Like, ever, and nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous to me that that movie... Um, Made so little money. I know that um, Please Don't Destroy movie. I hope that's good, but it's going on Peacock instead of theaters. I don't like them. Oh, I like them. I think they're funny. Um, um It's, uh, but it feels like the last breed of, like, that kind of movie. Mm. Um, Conan O'Brien's in it. That's, like, yeah. Uh, but I, I hope it's, mm. I mean, I, if it's a Peacock release, I'm guessing it's probably not great, but who knows. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it is just kind of a sad state right now as far as comedies go, um, especially because like a lot of people, it's weird. Like we're, a lot of people are craving it, but then one comes out and then the box office is just kind of like pathetic for it. Um, yeah. So it's just like okay, like if you guys are gonna like, because I hate the notion that people ask for it and then it gets made, and then the same people that ask for it like wait for it to be streaming in three weeks and it's like dude go to the fucking theater like just go see it yeah i think the studio comedy like the success rate in the 2020s is now horror Mm -hmm. like i think horror has overtaken the studio comedy as being like filling the theaters crowd pleaser yeah i mean when it comes to that i'm um i mean it got a fucking five nights at freddy's Okay, mm-hmm. no, actually, I, what I'm scared of is that video games are just going to take over the MCU. Like, Are you saying you're be real of me right now? Yeah, I, well, I, don't worry, you're not fully <laughs> at it if you're worried about okay. that. Yeah, um, uh, they just announced the Zelda movie today. Um, yeah, I, I told uh, the group chat today, I was like, the consequence of uh, Mario making a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, 
No, I think um, when it comes to like the Five Nights at Freddy's thing, I'm it just scared like also Mario in the same year. Um, it just scares me because I think. Uh, I mean, I liked the Mario movie just fine. I thought it was like cute, and I thought Five Nights at Freddy's was complete dog shit. Um, I, I loved that movie. It's just like it's Sorry. like it's just like nothing. It's like a completely nothing movie. Like it's like, oh so, yeah, it is nothing. It like it nothing happens, and then you'll be watching with like the most like idiotic audience you've ever had in your life, and then like a fucking mm-hmm. YouTuber will pop out of the shadows, and they'll like fucking lose their minds. And I'm like, you guys smell. You guys like stink. Like you guys like smell like poop. Like you guys like actually like need to put on deodorant. If you're like yeah. if you're clapping for a YouTuber. I think <laughs> lobotomy. I didn't even I didn't even I, know who the YouTuber was. So no, like, because I'm a, cause I'm a normal person. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you ever True. for a for a YouTuber? Um, so dumb. I fuck that movie. Fuck Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> you know what though? It's like <laughs> it was cute because it was like there was a lot of like little kids in the theater. That's so stupid. And I'm like, it's cute because it's, like, entry-level horror for them. Like, and those kinds of movies don't really come out now in theaters, so. I think that's, I think that's like, so stupid. Because it's just, like, it's, it's, sure, it's entry-level, but it's, like, it's just weird to me that it's become, like, such a, like, it's, like, a toy line now. And it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, you do know that, like, the lore is that these are, deceased children and cap like encapsulated yeah. in a like animatronic yeah but of course these like that's the parents... craziest thing like is that the first game have you ever played it no sorry i didn't mean it like that okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's <not> I mean. <laughs> I'm the first game is literally the most <laughs> simple game <laughs> sorry stop such a hater Adam. It's literally, like, the scariest thing ever, because it's the most simple game. You're literally just looking at security screens, and you just open and close doors, and you look at the security screens to be like, okay, where are they on the map? And you have to close the door before they come close to you. There's no story. There's no lore whatsoever. Right. I have literally, like, never jumped as much as I have while playing that game, and I do not understand how kids can play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the fuck the lore comes from, but it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I oh god, it was so funny. The other you should day, play the game. It's so scary. The first thing is so scary. Out of principle, I can't. But um, I like I can't get into FNAF as a twenty-something year old. I I have to have some <laughs> self-respect. Um, but it was so funny. I, oh, me and Victoria were like chilling the other night, and we opened the YouTube app on our TV. And um, the first thing that was recommended to me on the homepage was like, um, what was it? It said um, a short introduction to the FNAF lore, and then the runtime <laughs> of the video was eight hours. I'm like, and I yelled at the TV. Yeah. Like, short introduction. Um, I. Listen, I'm glad everyone's having fun, except I'm not. I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't think anyone should enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. How do you um, really feel, Adam? <laughs> it's, it stinks, and I don't like it. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. It's, uh, 
but what okay so what the the point i was trying to make before i had to go off on a fnaf rant um <laughs> is that i am scared that like uh you know that will just replace um the marvel you know drought right now mm-hmm. and i think the idea that it's just gonna be video game movies now that's the new craze is like scary to me because that is like next level key, like keys jangling in front of you like a baby's face like level yeah like if you want to like sure marvel is theme park cinema this is fucking coco melon cinema like this is like <laughs> this is like pathetic like if this is the next wave like if we're gonna get like Fortnite, like the movie well we're getting a minecraft movie with jason momoa like why is that a sin? Like, why is that ha- like? Why no? I that that everything you just said to me, I don't like. And <laughs> I, I like heaven forbid we make a real movie. Yeah. And then like the thing is, if you thought like Marvel fans were kind of sweaty and annoying, and movie theaters, honey, go see a go to Five Nights at Freddy's opening weekend. You'll see the stinkiest motherfuckers you've ever met. Like it's well, just. Sorry, I'm being mean. The craziest, no, the craziest thing is like what you were saying. I was thinking about this when you were talking about video game movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's been like any movie for kids that isn't based off of an IP that has been successful in like a very long time. Um, I mean. When you say based off an IP, like, I mean, like, Encanto, I mean, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it depends what you're, are we d- excluding, like, Disney movies? Because, like, Disney as a brand. I guess excluding sucks, Disney, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah but then again, Disney. like, there there are Disney flops. Like, yeah, of course, I mean, Strange World, yeah. 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 And that's, like, kind of, like, off-brand for Disney. Like, I feel like, unless it's, like, a Disney movie that has music that kids are gonna like put like on repeat mm-hmm. or an ip like it's just gonna flop like kids don't care yeah i'm kind of um i'm curious about wish if that's gonna like do anything um apparently it's struggle i'll for... be honest <laughs> i don't i don't want to see that movie i'm i mean i'm interested in it kind of because i'll see anything they do as far as that goes yeah, like animation yeah. wise but yeah. i'm not like I think the trailer, the thing is, I don't really know what it's about, and I don't really want to know. I just want to go into yeah. it. But, um, I, I, yeah, I but they're like, being a little bit vague about the marketing. Is it just well, me? I remember a D23, like, years ago. And correct, someone fact-checked me if I'm wrong about this. I could just be talking out of my ass. But I thought the concept of the movie was that it's the same shooting star that like all the shooting stars that are in every Disney movie is the same one in this movie. Yeah. And none of the marketing for this movie has ever implied that whatsoever. No. So either they trash that concept or it's like a light year type beat where they're just like doing a really bad job at telling you, or it's a mystery. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like. probably going to be like a dumb, like reveal where like the star right. like goes through different, like movies or something but you know what it's like yeah they're not gonna do it but i could imagine that could make for like some interesting like animation styles or something but they would never they would never do that so you know i 
I don't know. I just <laughs> it's above my pay grade. But I uh, I mean, I don't know if they if they did it, that'd be like fine, I guess. I don't know. But I just thought yeah. it was interesting that I just know they, like the yeah. That's how they pitched it, and then like nothing after that was ever no. indicated that it was actually about that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it next week, so I'm kind of curious about it. Um, uh, God, it's so funny. We okay, we got in, we got into this topic because we were discussing why we're not getting movies like this, and we just started talking about all the shit that we are getting. Um, <laughs> and I, but no, it's true. Like I do, I do think there is hope. For movies like this because i do think you know maybe to support video game movies for like five seconds i think that will be like the final breath as far as like movies for adults go because like i think adults like anyone like with a credit score will like revolt they'll be like no this is too much guys you, you gotta stop <laughs> like we have to make real movies again like this like i think scorsese will like literally He'll kill. He'll kill somebody if if this happens. If that's like if there's like yeah. five video game movies in a year, someone's gonna die, and I won't blame Scorsese for pulling the trigger. Um, and yeah. I think after that revolution happens, we will get like a Meet the Parents type beat. I think we will get something cozy, something that you could take your mom to go see, something you could take a date to go see. Imagine that, you know, a movie that's not like a fucking IP movie or like a completely independent movie imagine that like a studio movie made for adults that don't have to like have like lore explained to them before on a youtube video before they go to the theater just a real movie that you can just go into no expectations no information no nothing that should be a uh, nicole kidman's new monologue a real movie that you can take a date to that is not an IP. You could take your mother. You could take a date. I'm just like so mad. Like I, I no, like I know. I I feel the same. I feel the same. And you and I like movies way too much to not get mad. Um, you know, we deserve better. And yes, there are so many good movies coming out constantly. But it just like it really sucks because like I love going to the movies so much. Yeah. And it really sucks to, like, like, literally, so, like, Sean and I have, like, we're very lucky that we have, like, a half hour away. We have a really good, um, like, arts theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have one that's, like, an hour away that's pretty good. And it sucks to be, like, oh, okay, we have to go see the killer. Like, like we have to, like, rush there after work because um, it's only playing at like 6 30 p.m at this one theater otherwise we have to watch it on our tv with like shitty sound and like it like it it just kind of sucks like there's so many good movies that and i know that people can say like oh if it's a good movie like it shouldn't matter how you watch it like i completely disagree i I completely disagree disagree because some things are just not yeah, some things are just not meant to be watched at home. And yeah, you can watch things at home, but it's like, Something's okay, sad. you're not watching it in the dark. You probably have shitty sound. Like, mm. it's, I don't know. And yeah. I, like, so many like normie, <laughs> normies, like <laughs> the general people that don't go I get to what the you movies mean. anymore. Yes, that's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? 
they're always like, oh, well, why would I go to the movies? Because, like, everyone's, like, talking during movies. Turn and tell them to shut up. I started doing that to people. Literally, like, there were teenagers sitting next to me when I went to go see Saw X. And they were just, like, whispering the entire time and on their phones. And I was like, hey, can you please be quiet? Like, you're being really distracting. And they stopped talking. They stopped talking. Guess what? You can enjoy yourself at the movies. Maybe if people started going to the movies more, then we'd get more good movies in theaters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I I agree. I um, I I would love to have a real adult movie just once in a blue moon. Um, be nice. Uh, because even I like um, you know, I I really love the like horror resurgence as of late it's been uh you're right you know going back to what you said earlier it is the kind of the monopoly right now i feel like and um i and, you know i love that but it is kind of getting to the point where even i'm like okay there's a horror movie every week let's have like one studio comedy or like one rom-com or one anything uh that meg ryan movie oh my god no what did that bomb to like get ninth place the box office opening weekend that's fucking insane Poor girl. I didn't. Yeah. Literally, like. I didn't see it, but. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. My mom is like a huge fan of Meg Ryan. I don't even think she knows that it exists. Well, it's um, I believe it's uh, as far as the distributor goes, it's Bleecker Street, I think, and Mm -hmm. they're not a major distributor by any means, so they probably didn't. I mean, I saw one trailer for it. I didn't think it looked that great all you know just to be fully transparent but um i still kind of wanted to maybe see it just to support my girl and uh you know because you know when harry met sally masterpiece uh meg ryan usually amazing in most things she's in um mm-hmm. so yeah but i don't know just I, I didn't get a chance to see it and it probably won't be there this weekend and and if there is, it'll be like one showtime. So you know that goes to what you're saying, as far as like you know you either have to like rush to go see it because it's like either gonna not be playing soon or it's gonna be playing in a shitty theater or yeah like you just have to like make tough decisions just to like experience the movie. Whereas like something like Meet the mm-hmm. Parents would be playing for like three months straight. Which and again I think to an extent why well, I do think I, there's hope for like getting movies like this again into zeitgeist. I am fully aware that like as far as like streaming goes and like um, platform goes and like theatrical windows go there. I don't mm-hmm. think you could ever put that genie back in the bottle. Like, I don't think we'll ever see, you know, I mean, God, like I, I, I was thinking about the, my big fat Greek wedding and how that, like uh, when that came out, it was like um, in the top of the box office for like three months straight uh, or like mm-hmm. four months or however long, uh, it, but it was, it was like number one, number two, number three, like it was always in that, window for like the entire summer into like october of that year you'll i don't think you'll ever see anything like that ever again no yeah something that was kind of cool was my theater was like almost sold out for priscilla and it was like the most random mix of people i've ever seen in my life yeah like what just like every age like People that looked like locals, people that looked like they like A24 films, like literally just the most <laughs> random mix of people. I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, I don't remember what it was, but there was like an A24. And it was like, it was an AMC also. It wasn't right. even like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember I went to go see. Uh, what did I see last year? It was like some kind of like I think maybe it was like the whale or something or I don't know. But I was kind of like just surprised. I'm like, why are you guys seeing this movie? This is like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I'm like I don't even know. This is for like age 24 people. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> this is for people who have Twitter accounts, actually. No, yeah, literally. Like, you don't have Twitter. Believe. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that. I think it was. Oh my god, no! It was this year. It was Anatomy of a Fall. Oh my god, it was so packed mm. when I went to go see it. Like literally, people sitting in the first row. Which, by the way, a lot of subtitles. Don't do that. Like, just go to the next showtime. But um, like, it was like there's so many people in that auditorium. And yeah, it was the same thing. It was like there were people that like looked like they had a letterboxed account, and then there were people that like, <laughs> and then there's just like a 40 year old Greg, you know next to us yeah. I, was, I was like okay go off yeah um yeah that movie's apparent i guess that movie's doing pretty good box office wise i'm happy about it yeah it's, it's a good movie um yeah seeing it this weekend it's a good forward one to it. real movie for adults uh, not babies imagine that um goo goo gaga uh but mm-hmm. anyways i think the real anatomy of a fall was uh you know when Gaylord Fokker fell when the cat at, fell off the roof when he fell off the roof and yeah. Gaylord Fokker thought he uh was being at, uh on trial for that yeah thank you um <laughs> yeah um uh, that's the thing I like about this movie, movie a lot yeah that's um, the thing about this movie there's not like a lot to say <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so when I was um, one time I was working in a place um, where somebody from this movie worked and the hallways were lined with every movie poster of every movie they've ever been. And you bet your ass there was a meet the parents and meet the Fockers poster down the hall for me. That's fucking awesome. I would yeah. uh, I would like try to steal the Meet the Fockers poster personally, um, but yeah, <laughs> um, no, I I have fond memories of this movie, and I I'm glad that it holds up. Like it's one of those movies that I'd be kind of sad about, you know, to like report back, and it like wasn't good, or like it didn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't as funny as I remember. Like I'm glad that this movie like exists as I remember it. Like it's. If anything, I would say it's funnier now that I'm, like, an adult. Like, I think now that I can, like, kind of grasp. Not that there was, like, any jokes that I didn't understand as a kid, but there is, like, a set of relatability to be, to be had with, like, these scenarios. And mm-hmm. not to be, like, you kind of have to be a, a certain age to appreciate it. But, like, you know, you kind of, like, do <laughs> a little bit. You kind of have to, like, have a little bit of, like, life experience to, like... I don't know, understand his perspective, the the lead character. You know, you kind of have to be an adult to, like, feel the heat of the situation and to uh, truly appreciate kind of the, you know, for lack of a better word, nuance of all that stuff. And it's, um, you know, it's endearing, and I like it. Uh, it, makes me, it makes me happy every time I watch it. Um, like I said, I did watch it. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of scenes of it, like, on cable throughout the years. Like, when I had YouTube TV, I definitely, like, put, like, 20-minute 20, 20 segments of this movie on at a time. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if this was ever a DVD on TV movie for me. Um, I remember Meet the Bobbins. Um, no, you know what this was? Not DVD on TV. Um, TBS, very funny. This is a very TBS movie. Um, yeah, TV, I was just saying yeah, TBS, uh, Bravo, I feel like show this movie a little bit. My mom would watch Bravo yeah. a lot. This would be on there sometimes. My mom loves these movies, by the way. She's seen all three. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, clearly. These are mom movies, for real. Yeah, I mean, because my mom, um, I remember, like I said, we she took us to go see it Christmas Day 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and she loved it. She loves all three of these movies. Like, she'll, like, she talks about them sometimes. <laughs> she, she likes these movies. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think we actually have the DVD of this one somewhere. I bet if I looked hard enough, I could find the Meet the Fockers DVD in our house. Like, if I if I really looked, I could find it. <laughs> um, You're like, it's somewhere in here, I feel it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will not rest until I find it. Um, <laughs> and I'll watch it the way the Lord intended on a 720p uh, crisp DVD quality. <laughs> and maybe yeah. then I'll find the humor in Dustin Hoffman flushing a cat down the toilet. Um, but yeah, no, it's totally a mom movie, and I it's cozy and it's warm, and I I like it. I think the um the ending is kind of crazy for this movie though. It's yeah, um, kind of a weird place to end it. I think, uh, not in a bad way. Yeah, it's a... funny. I think any other movie would be like ending like on the wedding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like there would be like a big wedding scene in the end. I kind of admire that about this, though, is that it, um, this is, well, okay, something I like about this entirely is that the situation is never, like, entirely resolved. They just kind of have to learn to tolerate each other and, like, have a mutual respect, but there's not, like, some, because, again, like, another thing that kind of, like, what you're saying about how most movies would end at the wedding, most movies would also, like, find a reason for them to bond together or to, like, have, like, a kind of, like, Fox kind of, like, I don't know, chemistry with each other, or, like, I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say. But this movie, like, it's not, it doesn't go that route. It just has it be a circumstantial thing where they have, like, an agreement. They, it's, a mutually beneficial for them both to tolerate each other. So, because they both equally love, you know, um, the wife slash daughter. And I I think that's, like, really where the heart of it is and i i like that because it's realistic it's you know that's the truth like you're not always you're not going to be besties most of the time with your father-in-law or your mother-in-law you're gonna maybe just learn to tolerate them and that's not inherently a bad thing you just have to like coexist mm-hmm. with them because it makes your partner happy that's like that's always the case but it is kind of refreshing to see a movie take that approach rather than like spoon feed you like you know a cliche you've seen a hundred times yeah and it's also very pre a 9/11 movie. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> With the entire like, or like the the little like a blast bomb segment. on an airplane scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, I didn't realize that. Like, I completely. That's like the biggest part of the movie that I like completely forgot from my head. Yeah. Um. Is that? <laughs> anytime. <laughs> anytime there's like a airplane scene in a movie i'm like all right where are we <laughs> um yeah no i i thought i mean i thought it was funny like the uh 
I feel so bad for him. <laughs> and also, there's like a funny like um, I swear the first like ten minutes of Meet the Foggers is really funny because he like mm-hmm. he goes on an airplane to like you know go see Jack again, and mm-hmm. they they have like a repeating bit about like the uh, like putting the bag above the uh, above the seat. And, like, everything that happens in the first movie, like, where he just gets, like, completely fucked on the airplane, like, the mm-hmm. bag won't fit, TSA, like, arrest him, like, everything goes right in the second one. And so, so that's even 21 Jump Street where he keeps expecting, like, the uh, truck to explode in this, but mm-hmm. he just keeps expecting things to go wrong, but then it goes right, and he's, like, really confused by that. And it's, like, a really funny bit. <laughs> it's, like, so fucking funny. Um, yeah. That's what I kind of want to I should probably watch like, that, right? There, I should watch I, it. I saw some of my mutuals gave like a three or three point five, so maybe it was just kind of like when Dustin Hoffman came and I thought it kind of went down a little bit, uh, but maybe mm-hmm. it gets better again at the end. So yeah, I'll I'll rewatch it or I'll I'll try to finish it. Um, yeah. You've never seen it at all. Um, I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces of it, like my parents watching it, like on cable, but I've uh-huh. never. Like, I've seen this movie so many times, and, like, I love this movie so much. I've literally never seen... Uh, I should just watch them. I don't know. I think you should definitely maybe watch the second one, because I think... Because, uh, like I said, I've, a lot of my letterbox people, people that we both know, actually gave the second one a decent mm-hmm. score. Um, and uh, the third one, I mean, just be a completionist. I'd watch it, even if it sucks shit. I don't remember it being mm-hmm. very good, but it's also De Niro and... It's. I mean, it's the same cast and everything, so like, why not? Yeah. Um. And uh, I would be remiss to not uh bring up that this is a very me movie, and that it is a Long Island film. Uh, it takes place in Oyster Bay, the home of Billy Joel. Hell yeah. And um, <laughs> and uh, also it is directed by Jay Roach, who famously directed the Austin Powers films. Yeah, very well. And this is like around the exact same time as Austin Powers. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive. I think he's a pretty solid, um, you know, director, a, a comedic mm-hmm. director at least. Um, and yeah, this one. It seems like a very simple movie to direct, but honestly, it takes a lot of skill to like kind of like exhibit all these like kind of like feelings and anxieties and have it feel cohesive to an audience. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I vibe with that. Um, I'm looking at his filmography right now. He did all the Austin Powers movies, like you said. I believe mm-hmm. he did. Um, he didn't do the third movie. I don't know who did the third movie, but he did this in the sequel. Um, he did Dinner for Schmucks in 2010. I don't know if you remember that Classic. movie. Yeah, of course I do. This is Millennial so, Canon. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I don't... That is Millennial. Maybe I'll make you watch it again one day. Um, I feel like I have put it on the list before. So I'll like, you it. don't need to make me do anything. I'll watch it. I um, That's a movie that's like... it. I remember it like once a month. And I'll like... Yeah. I'll just be like, wow. <laughs> that movie exists. Uh, he did yeah, that. He does a crazy-ass filmography. Oh my god, he made Trumbo? Yeah. He made Bombshell? Mm-hmm. Dude, what? That's kind of a... That is really weird. Trumbo and Bombshell. Yeah. I did not expect that. I think I knew that deep down, but I forgot. Um, yeah. Because especially both of those movies are, like, not good. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not, like... It's very not, unfortunate that, it, like, he, like, wants to take, like, a political 
like yeah i don't know he like pivoted to making like political dramas it's like okay it's very adam frustrating pack, yeah. packing up adam k um, exactly I, <laughs> exactly um although to be fair to him he uh trumbo was 2015 big short was 2015 so clearly he was you know he wasn't trying to mimic him it seems like he was just you know wrong place wrong time trumbo though wasn't terrible he made, kind of generic he made game change in 2012 though game change what's game change the sarah palin like john mccain hbo movie uh yeah he was... directed the tv movie of all the way which i saw that on broadway it was pretty good but... oh okay interesting um yeah it just it sucks like, like he he's so good at doing comedy like I mean, the market's just not there for it anymore. I think um, I was talking to Joe about it yeah. literally today. Like I, cause he, it, although we were talking about Seth Rogen, and mm-hmm. he was saying that you know he's really disappointed that Seth Rogen isn't really like in comedies anymore. And I was like, you know, I was like, you know, he's producing a lot though. It seems like he really likes to produce stuff. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's like it just kind of feels like he could be making comedies because I feel like studios would give him like a blank check and i'm like i don't think honestly i don't know if they would because his last few comedies haven't like really done great at the box office i think they would be more than happy to like put him in a comedy but Mm -hmm. i don't think they would like let him you know he wouldn't have like another the interview you know Mm -mm. i think he wouldn't have another. this is the end yeah you know what i I was thinking about the interview the other day like remember when like Remember when people, like, thought that, like, their local AMC would just get, like, destroyed by North Korea if they went to go see the interview? That shit's so funny. Yeah, I um, I remember renting it on Christmas Day because they put it on demand. Uh, the day they put it on Netflix, too, right? It ended I, up being, like, a Netflix movie, I think but then you like could a, rent it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the, the Christmas Day, it was, like, a VOD type with a few, so, like, whatever theaters wanted to show it did, but, like, mm-hmm. Regal, AMC, Cinemark, they all banned it. Like, it was just, like, I think, like, Amstar was the biggest chain that had it, because I remember my local Amstar uh, was playing it, and I considered it, but my mom was like, no, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like a classic like you're going out like you're walking out the door to go to the movies and like your family's like we love you so much <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I uh, but I remember like renting it and I like I remember really enjoying it actually but I don't I, I do remember wishing I could have seen it in a theater like with an audience because I'm sure it would mm-hmm. like, really hit um because mm-hmm. a lot of that movie is like the shock value of it is like really funny um, yeah fun movie but yeah what i'm saying though is they would not, i don't think they would give him a blank check so yeah no mm. i don't think they give anyone a blank check for comedies anymore so yeah um i don't know any any final thoughts i don't i don't know if there's a lot more to say about this one um good movie yeah yeah, I liked it a lot. I honestly, I I gave it a three point five on Letterboxd. That might be low. I might go four. I liked it a lot. It's really good. Yeah, it's solid. It's uh, tight. Like just like from a both a screenwriting and directorial standpoint. Like it's and again, not an easy thing to do. Like it seems easy to just direct like a comedy, but it you know the like the material has to be like perfectly executed. The 
staging of it, uh, especially if it's a character driven situational comedy, like direction is so fucking pivotal for that. And mm-hmm. Jay Roach does a great job with this movie. Um, yeah, RIP us while we try to mourn <laughs> Jay Roach's comedic directing career. Yeah, let me just go watch the Austin Powers movies again. Um, Tori's never seen them. I gotta, I gotta get her to watch them. Yeah, I know, I know. Wow. Yeah, and I want to rewatch. I haven't rewatched them since uh, COVID, um, since like twenty early twenty twenty. So I gotta, gotta pop them on. Are they still on Netflix? I don't know where they are. It'd be weird if they ever took them off Netflix, because to me those like, like need to live on Netflix forever. Uh, Because I've, I've literally, because. I've literally watched like International Man of Mystery like I want to say at least three times on Netflix in my life, uh, if not more. It's so fun. Yeah, I have like I have a box set of not a box set but like a Blu-ray that has three discs. Yeah. Um, I have uh at least two DVD copies of each movie. Yeah. And uh... I have a VHS also. <laughs> I would love to watch a VHS of Austin Powers. That's kind of the ideal way to to go about it. Hell yeah. I mean, just watching that grainy-ass quality. I'm sure it's fucking I kind of want to. It probably looks awesome. I would love to do that. I um, buy a VHS We've player. never covered Austin Powers. Yeah, I mean, that's because it's like a 90s movie, though. Which I mean, I think I, we I think we held off because I went insane in 2020. Yeah, just for like the sake of both of our mental health, I opted not to do it. But um, I think enough time has passed to where we could do it. <laughs> Man, you know that gives me an excuse to rewatch it with nice. Yeah, Kira for the listeners is showing me stuffed animals and uh, uh that are Austin Powers themed. Um, but no, I would love that because it gives me an opportunity to rewatch it. Um. Oh my God! And an action figure. Um, but yeah, no, I would I would rewatch those in a heartbeat. I I like those. I love those movies. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, until then, uh, meet the parents. More like meet the good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, my letterbox where you can go peep my, uh, uh, oh my God, it's midnight. I can write my Marvel's review. It's post embargo. It's okay. Um, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm just tired. Um, but yeah, no, follow me on all those places. Uh, Grestly OK podcast, being Joey. We're watching so much shit this week. We're seeing poor things. We're seeing, uh, you know, May, December. We're seeing all the strangers. We're, we're going to be doing so many episodes. You guys won't even know what hits you. So, yeah, tune into that. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews, and um, subscribe to our podcast. I've never said that before, but I'm assuming if people are listening, they're already subscribed <laughs> because I do n- I do not go out of my way to like search for podcasts. You know what? That's I will say, I, sometimes I search subject matter, and then 
I think like halfway through, if I'm like listening to a new pod, I'm like, oh, I should probably subscribe to this. So it's always good. That to is fucking out. insane. <laughs> what did I do that? Yeah. I sometimes I want to like listen to people talk about a certain thing, and I'll search whatever that thing is, and I'll find. I find podcasts like, based on like guests. Like if somebody that I like like was a guest on a podcast, I'll listen to it, and then okay. like if I like the vibe, then I'll continue to listen to it. So what I'm getting here is that we need to promote subscribing. We got to get more guests and we have to um, cover Austin Powers. Exactly. That's our New Year's resolutions. We can do that. Um, We'll be back next. We actually already have a movie planned for next week. We do. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm actually, um, without spoiling it, I have had to like put off the, because I've had the urge to rewatch it. Like, this yes. week. Uh, if you've been on yeah. Twitter at all, and if you go in the same circles as me and Kira, you've likely seen a lot of stuff about uh, this specific... Um, I'll, I'll keep it a movie for this one, and um, I don't know, I just, like, I can't wait. I'll probably rewatch it, like, before I should as far as recording the pod goes, but um, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be Sean a good was like, Sean was like, I'm not gonna rewatch all of them. I'm gonna rewatch a recap, and I'm like, it's not the same. I might rewatch all of them. I might, honestly, it depends on much. I may not have enough time, but I'll want to. Um, I'm seeing. Uh, we gotta discuss when we're recording that episode, but I am seeing the new one next Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about that because can heard... you guys guess what we're seeing, what we're gonna watch? <laughs> I've heard the new one's really good. I've heard like really. Yeah, good people are saying it's better than the first one. I've heard people say it's better than Catching Fire, which is like, yeah. oh, just spoiling it at this point. Uh, <laughs> so that's we're, seeing, we're doing the Hunger Games next week. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I've heard people say it's like the best one, which I'm kind of, although I read the book. It's it's fantastic. It's a really good book, um, mm. surprisingly. It's very bleak, but I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, we spoiled it. Hunger Games next week. Tune in. It's a big yes. one. Let's, Thanks, yeah, why not announce it? It's a big one. We got to promote it. We got to be like, hey. Yeah next week uh yeah so tune into that very um i feel like that's uh perks of being a wallflower level like significance like Mm -hmm. that's very 2012 tumblr core uh you had to be there type beat like (laughs) absolutely we'll talk about it next week can't wait at this point in the recording my computer completely shit itself um so uh yeah everything just kind of like died um so we will see you next week for a very anticipated episode that we're very excited for. Bye guys.